When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks for listening to the latest Football Digest podcast available on all podcast platforms. Subscribe now through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts from, so you don't miss a single episode. Hi everyone, and welcome back to the Women's Football Show. I'm Jack Lacey Hatton, the Chief Women's Football Reporter at Reach, uh, and I've been joined once again by two of our team this morning, Beth Lindop, our Merseyside writer, and Louise, our Manchester writer. Um, morning to you both, Beth, Louise. Um, we're obviously coming from the morning after England's second victory at the Arnold Clark Cup, a 2-1 win over Italy with Rachel Daly scoring twice. Um, Beth, I'll, I'll come to you first. Obviously, like I say, you two were, were both there yesterday at Coventry. Um, give me sort of your, your initial takeaways from the game and, and, and how did you rate England's performance? Yeah, I think there were there was some sort of raised eyebrows before kickoff. Serena had obviously made nine changes to the side that beats Korea Republic um, last Thursday. And I think, um, you know, with the, the greatest respect to some of the players that, that she started, I think, you know, they themselves will admit that they're maybe the sort of the fringe players and players that, you know, haven't played as frequently, younger players who are really vying for a spot at the World Cup. Obviously, the Arnold Clark Cup, Serena's been able to choose a 26-player squad. She won't have that luxury in the summer. She'll be, be choosing 23 players. Um, so it is a real opportunity in um, this competition for, for players who who haven't consolidated that starting spot to to show what they can do. And, and they got that chance yesterday, nine changes and... Um, I think sort of the player who really impressed me, obviously Rachel Daly got the headlines and, and rightly so. She did a fantastic job up front, but um, Brighton's Katie Robinson, I thought was absolutely excellent. You know, from the first whistle yesterday, she was so, um, so confident. Um, here on Jess Park, to be fair, considering, you know, they're such young players, players both getting their first um, senior England starts and they didn't sort of let the occasion overawe them at all. And I think, you know, Katie Robertson obviously set up Rachel Daly for that first goal, lovely cross, and was involved in absolutely everything, was switching um, between the left and right flank with, with Lauren Hemp, who also had a had a good game, I thought. So um it was a it was nice really because, you know, it wasn't maybe quite the the sort of full throttle performance we saw certainly in in the second half against Italy against uh, Korea Republic, sorry, last week. Um but it was, you know, it was nice to see you know, new faces come in and, and do a do a good job as well. And um yeah, it was a it was a it was a good performance. And I think it was it was interesting actually because um, you know, England was so dominant and could had so much of the possession and so many of the chances. Um and then Italy scored completely against the run of play in the second half. 
Um, there was obviously a little bit of controversy around that goal. Obviously, we, we at that point didn't have any replays, so we couldn't see whether the ball had first of all gone out when it was crossed in, whether it had gone um, out for a goal kick or whether it actually crossed the goal line. Alex Greenwood tried to hack it clear. I mean, you know, we weren't too sure in the press box whether it had gone over the line or not. Um, obviously, no VAR, no goal, goal line technology in this tournament. Um, so once the decision was given, um, you know, England had to had to crack on and they did. They came back. They they um, Rachel Daly again on the score sheet. And um, it was nice in, in Serena's presser because she was asked about it, you know, the, the controversy surrounding Italy's equaliser. And she said, at the end of the day, we know there's no VAR. We know there's no goal line technology in this tournament. And once that decision is given, we have to crack on and, and look for another goal. And I think that sort of epitomises really what Serena Wiegmann is all about and this sort of hungry winning mentality and, and you know, this determined sort of team of, I think mentality monsters was a word someone used in the press conference yesterday, but, you know, it sounds sort of cliche, but they, they very much are. And, um, you know, she's not sort of someone who's going to sit back and, and moan and say, well, that goal shouldn't have stood. She was very much sort of adamant the players need to go out and, and fight back. And and they did. And it was it was a good test for them to sort of have to battle back from a little bit of adversity, you know. I'm sure there'll, there'll be a lot of that at the World Cup in the summer. So, and um, overall, I think it was it was great. Probably very helpful for Serena to to see some of those younger players and and give us some some questions and some selection headaches ahead of ahead of the World Cup in the summer. I did wonder. I did. I did actually say to you yesterday, didn't I, Beth, that um, it it overlapped. Your Arnold Clark Cup call up came at the same time as Jess Park's first international start. What what are the chances? Um, but uh, Louise, I'll, I'll I'll come to you. Uh, you're not contractually obliged to many any mention any Manchester-based players. Um, but but what did you what did you make of England? I thought c- compared to Korea as well. At like the first half, they seemed like they could, they struggled to gel in the first half against Korea. But then when you saw them against Italy, considering they had nine changes, there wasn't that hesitation or that gelling period. It was just like bam, 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 bam. And I thought that was really brilliant to see. I was super impressed with Jess Park. Technically a City player, so I'll tell you that. Um, I was really, really impressed with it because she was just hit, hit the ground running with confidence as well. And I think she, she was in the middle, which she, it's, a tough, it's a tough place to be when you're a youngster as well. You're amongst Kira Walsh and Laura Coombs like, and you've got to fight your way through. And she did so, so well. Her footwork was absolutely on point. And, um, and her link-up play was brilliant. And... I, I was generally impressed with the attacking. I like to look defensively because I don't think they get enough of a shout. So I, I kind of personally like to do that. But to be honest, you couldn't ignore the attacking three today, yesterday. So I think um, Lauren Hemp was really, she had a lot of tussles. She had a lot of physical battles to deal with and didn't get the ref's calls. And I, I wanted to sort of mention it because I, I wonder what you thought about it actually. Because I assumed you watched from home. So from us, it like right in front of us, Laura was being pulled by the shirt, literally like shirt backwards like this. And and this Lauren James got exactly the same level. I think it was earlier that uh, later that game. And got pulled up for it. That was a foul. But when it happened to Lauren Hemp, it was like play on. And I'm like, hang on a minute. And there, there was a couple of things like that. And not that I'm, you know, Manchester defensive or anything, or England defensive, you know, I'm pretty fair, but there was a few calls there that I think were quite harsh on England, but they did really well. They didn't lose their head. And I think that's another shout out to Serena and how she's managing this team because at, at the press conference at the end as well, 
um, she's like, football's like life and it's about mistakes and it's how you deal with the mistakes and stuff. And you can see how balanced she is and how she compares football a lot. And I think, I think that's brilliant. I think she's a really good leader and it's showing even when the, even when the stakes are against them a little bit, you know, the rest perhaps not being as, as um, equal. I don't know. Maybe that's just my opinion. Um, but they still get on with it. They don't retaliate. And I think that's that's a really big credit to them, especially even the youngsters that are like, you know, full of passion as well. And I, and I just thought it was great. Yeah, I think I think most people would probably agree with you on the the refereeing decisions yesterday, Louise. Not not to make it all about that, but I think you're right. The some of the Italians defending it was it was very physical. It was very they were doubling up on the on the wide players a lot, and yeah, ha- more than happy to commit fouls. And I think obviously we we. As, as mentioned um, by Beth, the, the goal itself was, you, you know, I, I, I dare say, I think with VAR, that goal gets ruled out. It looked at over the line to me, certainly. Um, but it's it's not a bad thing, I think, definitely, because England will have... They, they, during the Euros, England didn't really have any sort of... Any, any bad luck go against them early on in games that okay they had to come from behind against Spain in the quarterfinal but that wasn't down to bad luck that was down to being outplayed for for 45 minutes um so I I agree I think you know football is a bit of a mirror to life sometimes life is unfair sometimes football is unfair and you know we we might have a situation in the summer where we have to deal with something like that a goal goes against us a a red card a 50-50 decision that we don't deserve that England don't deserve and and They'll have to be resilient enough to come back from that, as as they were yesterday. Um, we we should as well, I suppose. Talk we've got to talk a little bit about Rachel Daly. It's hard not to talk about her at the moment. I know this this positional debate, if you like, has been we, we've we've talked about it a lot over the last sort of three to four months. But um, having watched it live up front, um, Beth, Beth, what did you, I'll come to you first? What did you think in terms of? Her movement, obviously she got the two goals, so naturally she's going to grab some of the headlines. But what did you think about her overall performance? Because also I noticed a number of times in the first half, uh, pressing, winning the ball back off the Italian defenders who were a little bit um, a little bit casual and a little bit sloppy on the ball. She was she was always involved, which I think is a, is a good sign for, for any striker. Yeah, I think absolutely. I think, you know, sometimes you look at conventional number nines and it gets levelled at them that, yeah, they, they score goals, but actually... You know they don't always contribute massively to to the team's overall game and and out of possession maybe they need to work a little bit harder and and then that's definitely not the case with Rachel Daly I think like, as you said from from minute one she was pressing she was she was leading the press she was trying to pounce on defensive errors she did that that early on she uh, picked up the ball in the, in the penalty area after a bit of a, a misjudgment by the the Italian defence and and she uh, fired a, a pretty a pretty powerful shot at, at Laura Giuliani, who, who did really well to save it, um, and then you deservedly got got the two goals. I thought she was she was excellent, and it has certainly done her her chances of of starting up front at the World Cup, or you know at least rotating with with Alessia Russo up front, and um, no harm at all. But it was it was quite interesting actually in the mix zone after the game because as as you say, this sort of positional debate about her rumbles on and. Um, there's a lot of talk in the media about, you know, why is she not playing up front? Why is the Serena not trusted to play up front every week? And um, she was asked about that and she said, you know, one journalist said to her, you know, come, come on, like you, you do want to play up front, don't you? And and she said, her response was a bit punchy, actually. She was like, she was like, honestly, you you guys, the media care far more about where I play than I do. And um, 
I think she, I think that's genuinely the truth, to be fair. I think, you know, um, she, you know, she admitted playing up front, playing in the number nine is, is more natural to her because that's where she's playing for a club week in, week out. But genuinely, she said, wherever I can play to help the team, I'm going to play there. You know, we can't forget she was an integral part of the, the Euros winning side from left back. So she's shown that she's, she's more than capable of, of doing that. And, you know, I certainly wouldn't be surprised to see her playing there if not for the entirety of the World Cup, then, then Serena sticking in there on, on some occasions as well. Um, Serena was also asked, you know, would, would there ever be a possibility of, of starting up like a strike partnership between Alessia Russo and, and Rachel Daly up front? And, you know, Serena said at the moment, that's not something that they're, they're really thinking about in terms of starting them both at the same time. That's not the way that England play with two strikers. And that's not what has been sort of tried and tested and successful for them. Um, but I think this tournament as well, Serena's used it to have a look at her options at left back. We saw obviously Alex Greenwood plays at centre-back for a club, but um, went over to left back against Korea. I thought she was absolutely excellent. We had saw Neve Charles there yesterday, who was great as well, really tried to um, inject some energy down the left flank and, and get forward. And I think, you know, maybe Serena's using this tournament to have a look at her options at left back. And if she's satisfied that they can do a job, you know, you would imagine... Obviously, Leah Williamson and Millie Bright dropped to the bench yesterday. You would think for the majority of sort of the big games at the World Cup, they will be the starting centre-back partnership. And and then it's very hard to, to drop Alex Greenwood at the moment with the form that she's in. So if she does move out to the left and then you've got Neve Charles who can deputise and come on, I think it's far more likely we'll see Rachel either starting up top or coming on, you know, on 60 minutes to replace Rousseau. Or, um, so, yeah, I think... Um, it, it was it was interesting to hear to hear her view on it, and again, you know, not to sort of be too too repetitive, but it's a, it is a real testament to, to what Serena's done in the sense that I think when players, you know, after when players say, oh, you know, I don't care where I play, you know, I just want to help the team, it's sort of a, a bit of a, a bit of a trope really that they they trot out to try and sort of allay any sort of media clamor around it. But I genuinely listening to Rachel Daly yesterday, I do think that that is true. She's a player who's just wants to help the team and I think every single member of this team, you know, even Alex Greenwood at St. George's Park before the before the Italy game, she she said, you know, I'm comfortable playing on the left and happy to play on the left. It's, you know, essentially it's, it's no big deal. I can play there. So if, if I'm needed to, I will. And it's a similar story with Rachel. And I think it, it just shows what a what a strong team sort of mentally and in terms of the, the tactical flexibility Serena has. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you, Beth. And I've been, mean- Obviously, like you were in the, the mix zone yesterday, but I I can even from her answers at the, the the TV interview she gave as well. Um, I completely agree that she genuinely means it, Rachel Daly, when she says I will play anywhere. Now I'm not doubting that. What I will say is I think that answer is clever because also what it's essentially saying to Serena is I will play. I don't want to be on the bench. I will play anywhere if it guarantees me a spot. Now I'm thinking she'd probably rather be guaranteed a start at left back than be in a fight for the number nine shirt with with Alessia Russo. Um and that's not to say that she wouldn't she won't win that fight, but obviously that's a that's a really difficult task at the moment, given given the form of both players. Um Louise, if I had to if I had to press you, I mean we'll we'll look ahead to to Wednesday night in a in a bit more detail, but who who for you gets the start at the moment between Daly and Russo up front? To be honest, I think if you look down, I'm a bit of a stats nerd. So if you look down to like stats, Daly is the joint top goal scorer of the league. She's week in, week out playing at the top. Alessia Russo hasn't quite hit the form that I think she's capable of. I think she's she's quite got the momentum yet. She's 
brilliant, don't get me wrong. And she's put in solid performances, but she hasn't scored as many. I think she's on four, four goals, I think, uh, for club. So based on that and based on performances, and if you're going off time, Danny deserves it. Um, but I do, I do think when everyone's like, oh, she's not a left back. When in previous times, I think that's actually helped her develop her game massively. You know, we talk about the press that she did last night. She did not stop against um, the Italian back four and the ball kept falling for her, whether it was like she's just nicked it off a toe or it's bounced and she's there. Like she can read body positions so well. She understands the defensive duty so well. And we always say you defend from the top. She is like that prime example that she is a defender, but she's got the skills to be attacker. So she is actually doing the defensive job from the front. And I think that is what set her game up as well, like another level, because you appreciate when, when you've played in teams before, when if you swap positions with someone, you understand how difficult it is, how, how the ball needs to be played. Like you understand, um, how a striker needs the ball, how they need to run onto it, for example, is different to how a defender needs to receive the ball, right? So she's got that and she's got that at the top level. She's done it against top propositions, being that defensive player. Now she can take that and uh, and like sort of lead from the front as number nine. And I just think it's just took her game to another level where you can't, I don't think you can ignore her. So uh, I like Daly up top. I also love her as a left back. So as long as she's playing and as long as she's got a shirt, like you said, and she's saying, look, I'll play anywhere. I think she deserves a starting position no matter where she goes. So I wouldn't want to be Serena right now with that headache. That's for sure. Yeah, so it's, it's definitely not an easy call, uh, not, not by any stretch of the imagination. Obviously, I know... Beth, you mentioned this as well. Alex Greenwood took the captain's armband yesterday, um, played at left back and, and really excelled at left back against South Korea. Yesterday was was back in at centre-half where, f- for me, she's, she's having probably a, a best season of her life in terms of club form uh, for Manchester City at centre-half. So uh, is, it, is it just a little... Is it is the one of the biggest strengths of this England team that so many players can play in so many different positions, or is that is that something that that needs to be resolved and that everyone needs to have their first choice position before the World Cup? How, how do you think Serena is going to play it? Yeah, I actually sort of asked Serena a similar question um, at the, the the pre-match press conference um, earlier this week, and I said, you know, how incredible is it to have players who are so tactically versatile can play anywhere on the pitch? And she said, well, first and foremost, we want players who are exceptional in their position. So it's not sort of like Serena sort of actively is, is seeking players who can play in multiple positions, but it's just, you know, it, it's just worked out that she has players who are comfortable um, playing in, in various positions. Obviously, Rachel Daly is, is the biggest example of that. It's a very, very different task playing up front to playing at left back. It's obviously more, it's a lot easier, I, I guess, to switch between playing centre-back and, and, and left-back as, as Alex Greenwood has been doing um, but I do think it's necessarily something that that needs to be resolved because, you know, different um, opposition requires, you know, a different way of playing. Um, at the World Cup, especially, you, you're going to come up against so many different types of opposition. Um, and, and England now are the team to beat, you know, along with the USA, they'll be going into the tournament as favourites. And they're the team that nobody will want to want to draw against because they're so, I mean, you looked at the bench, there was a 
I saw a clip on, on social media after the game and it cut to the bench yesterday and you had Leah Williamson, Millie Bright, Lauren James, just the absolute quality that they have in the bench. It's, it's, it's obscene and it's one of those, you know, you look at it and go, how can this team not win the World Cup? Because they're so talented. There's so much talent. I'm not even sure sort of the USA squad has as much sort of strength in depth um, as, as England does. But um, yeah, I think one of the reasons Serena wanted to to play the opposition that, that she was playing in, in this tournament, obviously sort of last, last year in the inaugural Arnold Clark Cup, she played Spain and, and Germany, Canada, some of the best players in the world, the best teams of the world. And it's slightly different this time around, sort of, certainly in terms of, you know, the FIFA world rankings, that the lower ranked opposition. But um, Serena, I think, was was very specific about who she wanted to play um, in this tournament. And it, it wasn't a case of, oh, Spain wasn't available. It was it was more because she wanted to test her side against different types of opposition teams who are more likely to maybe sit back, play in that low block and, and prove more frustrating to, to break down. And I think that's for that reason, you know, that's why she doesn't really need to to have a clear idea this is 100% my starting 11 for every single game because there's going to be times where Rachel Daly actually might might prove you know more of a threat than, than Alessia Russo just because she's maybe more of a, a clinical typical number nine and um, so I think you know it, it's it's been really good probably been really good for Serena to see you know, different combinations. That was one that was one word she used a lot yesterday in, in a press conference was you know I want to see different combinations of players because She's not going to be using the same start in 11 week in, week out at the World Cup. So um, I think she, she definitely will have a few questions and a few selection headaches after this tournament. But I think it's a good problem for her to have. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think um, in defence, Maya Letizia was another one who has spent most of the season excelling from centre-half for, for Manchester United. But for England so far, as we've seen her mainly as a right back and sort of quite comfortable on the ball, happy to go forward. There's a lot of good link-ups between her and, and, and uh, Katie Robinson in the first half. Um, Louise, one player I wanted to ask you about as well, I know you mentioned her, sorry, slightly, slightly already, was um, was Lauren Hemp, only because I I actually sort of had Lauren Hemp as one of the few players that that sort of lost out from the, from match day one, purely because the players that were playing in her position on match day one, Lauren James and uh, Chloe Kelly, I thought were, were, were both outstanding. So yesterday, uh, Lauren Hemp was back in, given an opportunity to, to once again, we all know what, what she can do. We saw that during the Euros, but um, she, she'll still have been desperate to impress. And I, I think you could see that on the ball every time she got on the ball yesterday, she was immediately wanting to drive at, drive at the uh, the Italian back line. Uh, but yeah, look, Louise, what did you make of her performance? Well, when I spoke to Lauren Hemp before, she's always says like, I'm always happiest when I'm running at a back line. I'm always happy when I... And you saw it every time she received the ball, first touch was out, right, who am I running at? And you could see because that's where she has the most fun. So you could see her having a lot of joy down that left flank. I mean, her link-up play with Jess Park was phenomenal considering they haven't had that much time together either and neither Charles as well at the back. So you're... Um, that link-up play between three players that don't play for the same club at all and have not really had England time together with was really brilliant. And I think, yeah, she had a lot of fun down that left side, putting a lot of good crosses as well. Um, <laughs> big battles that she had. But Serena mentioned after the game as well, uh, someone asked about the link-up play. How nice is it to see that sort of link-up play with those players? And she went, oh, it's amazing. It's because it's, it's just there. And they just basically understand what's going on. And and I just think that it, it's raising a whole other level. So like Lauren Hemp, 
run out of exactly what she wants to be doing, but she's always inviting Jess Park in, right, can I play her in then? There's, there's none of this, I'm the one woman show. It's who can I put out in, who can I put in? And, and you can see that in the whole rotation. They all want to work for each other. So, and someone with her caliber as well. I just think it's really nice. Um, she, and she had, like I said, she had a tremendous performance for me. She's just very unlucky that none of, like, she got fouled so many times and no goals went to her. So she did really well to keep her head, though, I must admit. I would have lost it at that point. I think the unfortunate thing for, for Lauren Hemp is that actually England's best player, and I mean this in terms of technically the, the best player, the most gifted player, is probably a player who didn't even go to the Euros in Lauren James and the form she's been in this season. You, you know, you can't you can't drop her, and so that obviously, you know that that's bad news for Lauren Hemp because you can imagine that that maybe if Serena is to go for a stronger start in eleven, maybe she will go James and and Kelly with with Hemp coming off the bench, which was probably you know inconceivable sort of Euros and pre Euros because Hemp for so long has been England's sort of creative spark up front hasn't she the one who can make something happen out of nothing and I think unfortunately for her Lauren James has just had such this this meteoric sort of rise to to you know be on the cusp of being one of England's best ever players if she can you know maintain this form over a prolonged period so I think that that's a shame for it. it's not a reflection on Hemp's form at all I think it's just that Lauren James is so good Serena can't ignore that. I think it depends who who you're playing against as well because Lauren Hemp, a natural left footer, is gonna it's gonna be easier for her to get the balls in rather than a natural right footer have to cut in all the time. It being a bit predictable where she can do both. And I'm not saying Lauren James can't because we all know that she can do that. But it, it's kind of if we need to get the ball down the flank and cross it quick, your natural left footer is going to be able to do that a lot lot more efficiently. So I think it depends on who we're playing. But you're right. I think. Could we put James on the right and team up with that? Do you think that's it puts Chloe, Chloe Kelly's position in question as well? I don't know. What do you think? And there's there's also the possibility that I I would agree with that, Louise. And there's also the possibility that Lauren Hemp could play down the middle as she did against USA and back back in October at Wembley. And I thought that was like I said a few weeks ago. I thought that was England's best performance, sort of post Euros. Um, the, the combinations with her and her and Kelly that night were were, were really good to see. I would say the only trouble I have with that is she's not the tallest. Um, and then how we play, we're going down the flanks and crossing them in. And if you want to win that aerial battle, she, she's, although she's brilliant and she can finish, she's not the tallest. So we might struggle there. Whereas you've got Bruce is a lot, lot taller. Daly's a little bit taller. You know, you've got someone there that can be the point man and then she can get the second ball as Lauren Hemp can get the second ball. Um, so again, I think you're down, down to your... Uh, if you've got a team that are stepping onto you and and trying to trying to win the midfield battle against you as USA were, then it, then 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 and there's space for it to run in behind. That that's when it can work. I think if yeah, like you say, if you if you're up against a team with like quite a low block who are happy to sit in and and wait for crosses, then uh, well, we all know what Alessia Russo can do in that situation. She she proved it during the Euros. Um, I was going to briefly, I mean, I don't want to be dominated too much by uh, Beth has obviously already mentioned Jeff Park, but I did want to briefly mention the battle for the number 10 position as well, only because, again, another player, Jeff Park spent most of the season playing out wide and, and, and for cutting inside for, for Everton. Beth, yesterday, she was she was sort of brought inside as a number 10. Um, I, thought was, I thought it was a really 
honest performance from her in terms of she was always wanting the ball. And even if things didn't necessarily come off, she wasn't letting it affect her, affect her head. She was, she was still up. She was still showing for it and demanding it from her teammates, which is impressive considering this is only, I think, a, you know, one of the first international camps. Um, and obviously yesterday was a, was a first start as well. What, what, what do you think? Can she, is, is number 10 her best route to a place in this team? Is, is she going to be able to put pressure on the likes of Frank Kirby and Ella Toon? Or, or do you think it's, um, she, she, she might be best off sticking to, to where she's played so much for Everton? I think, I think as you said, I think honest performance is, is probably the best way to describe it. Yesterday, it wasn't necessarily in terms of, you know, what she managed to produce and, and a technical performance. It wasn't the best at seeing a play. I think the best, you know, the best I have seen a player is out wide and, and you know, being able to cut in and, and take players on. Um, but again, as we've just spoken about, you know, she's she's behind Lauren James, Lauren Hemp, Lauren Hemp, Chloe Kelly in that queue. And it's hard to see her, apart from maybe getting a few minutes off the bench or being rotated maybe into into the squad in a, in a game against sort of lower calibre opposition. It's hard to see her sort of cementing that place up front Obviously, she's only 21. Um, she's a player who potentially could be really, really big for England in the years going, going forward. But yeah, I think, again, I'm sure she, she's, she's the sort of player who will play anywhere. Yeah, I'm sure if they asked her to play in gold, if it, if it meant a chance of us playing at the World Cup, she'd, she'd take that opportunity as well. So um, yeah, I think it's, again, it's very difficult. Obviously, we don't know the extent of, of Frank Kirby's injury yet. We don't know how long um, she's going to be out unless anybody... At, I've not, I've, I've not actually seen how long she's going to be out for. If anyone has any updates on that, but um, I think it's hopefully still short term, but but not enough to keep her out for the World Cup, you would hope. But um, but yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on that one, I guess. Yeah, um, but yeah, then Frank Bielatun, very very difficult players to to keep out of of a squad. So bar an injury, again, there's so much you know competition for that number ten spot as well. Um, so I would expect, I think she will go to the World Cup. I hope she'll go to the World Cup, you know, certainly, um, you know, that barring any any injuries, which hopefully doesn't happen. But um, yeah, I think my favourite position for her is, is out wide. Um, and that's where she excels. And, and obviously that number 10 position it is, is, is so difficult because it demands so much physicality as well. And there were a couple of times early on she lost the ball. And, and as you said, I think the really impressive thing was she didn't let her head drop when things didn't quite come off for her. She was still demanding the ball. And, and that was great. And I think that would have impressed Serena. But I think in terms of her best position, it is out wide. And um, I think as well, just to touch on um, her Everton teammate, um, Emily Ramsey, I feel uh, really, really disappointed for her. Obviously, we spoke a lot on the pod last week about her getting her, her first senior England call up and, Actually, it was quite interesting. Serena had, had called up three, uh, four goalkeepers, rather, sorry. Um, whereas we imagine in the summer, she will only uh, call up three. And it was between sort of Emily Ramsey and, and Sandy McKeever for that sort of number three spot. Um, but then Serena confirmed yesterday she wasn't in the squad because she'd picked up an injury in, in training, an ankle injury. She's returned to Everton for treatment. Um, so that's a real shame for her. Obviously, um, not had a chance to, to sort of speak to to Brian Sorensen or anything yet from from the from Everton's perspective to sort of see how how long that injury is gonna gonna sideline her. Hopefully it is only a couple of weeks, but you hope she hasn't sort of missed her chance to, to show what she can do. It would have been uh, interesting to see had she been fit yesterday, would Serena have, have, have chucked her in or would she have chucked her in on on Wednesday night um, if she hadn't have got injured. So that's a real shame for her. I'm hoping that, you know, there's maybe another opportunity. I think it came out this morning that England are going to be playing a, a friendly with with Australia 
out of the World Cup. They've obviously got the the, the um, match with Brazil at, at Wembley as well. Um, so hopefully there will be another opportunity for Serena to, to take a little look at her. But um, yeah, a real shame for her. But hopefully Jess Park hasn't done her chances of, of getting a World Cup spot any harm with her performance yesterday. No, I'm, I'm I'm sure that Merseyside representation will will come in some form for the for the World Cup. Beth, um, Emma, Emily Ramsey's injury, like you say, really disappointing when I when I heard that yesterday as well. I think it just emphasises even more that for goalkeepers in particular, timing is everything. You just you're so often reliant on a, an injury or a suspension, you know, some sort of bit of luck to to either give you a chance or to take your chance away, and and that's that's obviously yeah, disappointing news for Emily. But like you say, hopefully she. She does get another chance. Um, we're, we're, we're slightly running out of time, but I do briefly want to talk as well about Katie Robinson, who I thought was England's best player in the first half. Um, didn't give didn't give Italy a moment's peace on the on the ball. Constantly, a bit like Jess Park, constantly willing to to take you know take a gamble and sort of run at players and and still pass on instructions to to more senior teammates. Um, yeah, Louise, what did what did you make of of her performance? And is is there anyone else that you think will perhaps we'll see given a chance in, in the final game against Belgium. I thought she was absolutely fantastic. Um, her energy was ridiculous. And, and watching her for the WSL, it, it's no different. But I think it was really amplified last night. It was almost as if Serena's gone, here's your opportunity, show what you can do. And, sh- and she did. And she's made herself unignorable, in my opinion. So um, her crosses that she was putting in, she obviously she was so unlucky to hit the woodwork against Korea. I mean, I bet that's kept her up, but it hasn't. Again, with the mindset, it's it's not it's not affected her, and she's gone out and she's gone again and she's tried. And yeah, like you said, her energy uh, of constantly swapping with Heb for a minute. I'm going. Heb's done another good run. I turn around. And say, oh, it's Robinson. So it's really nice to see that she's up there. She's up like that caliber with you know with the quality of Hemp as well. Um, but yeah, she was absolutely brilliant. Um, I'm really, I'm really gutted for us to get get a goal in this tournament as well. I think she really, really deserves one, and so I hope that comes uh, against Belgium. But on your point with num- number ten, is what I was thinking. You know, Serena loves a super sub, and Kirby come off the tune to come in, different type of player. I'm wondering if if this is another potential super sub scenario. You know, tune starts in that ten role for England, and then coming off the Jess Park, who's just an energy train and it's just going to just keep going and going and going and going. And you know, she's clinical as well. She can help in the attack. And I'm wondering if that, if that's where the mindset is, training her in that role, because from playing out wide to playing in the middle is completely different. Uh, and it's going to take some time to adjust, but I think she, she just held her own. And I really hope again to see her at the World Cup for sure. Um, Jordan Nobbs, I'm glad she got on the field. Uh, she's really unlucky again. She had Sandra Shroy just from sort of the edge of the box. Yeah. Unlucky not to go in, but I want to see more of her. I think she's so incapable. She's got so much quality. Um, I just, I just want to see more of her, and I, um, I, I don't think we will. And I, that's kind of bugging me at the minute. Against Belgium, I don't, I don't know if we will. Um, yeah, I don't know what you think with Jordan Nobbs. I suppose the issue she faces is just the, the the sheer quality in in her position is is probably the, that's arguably the where England are strongest and I, I I'm not as 
I'm hopeful we might see a bit more of her on, on Wednesday, but I suppose this is coming on to the, the Belgium game. This is what Serena's got to balance on Wednesday. It's the the balance between further experimentation, and she's used that word a lot throughout the last week or so. Um, give it, But every, nearly everyone's had a chance now in terms of outfield players. We've, we've seen them all on the pitch at, at some point. Um, probably Ebony Salmon, I think, might be the, the least uh, in terms of minutes on the pitch so far. But how does she balance it between giving further opportunities to the likes of Jordan Nobbs, Ebony Salmon, um, possibly more minutes for Jess Park. But also there is a, there is a tournament to win here. Um, there is, she'll want to keep that winning mentality going. I know she hasn't lost a game as, as England managers so far, so it seems almost daft to even contemplate it. But Belgium have also won two games from two so far in this tournament. Uh, incredible for me that they're, having not seen them in qualifying, how, how are they not going to the World Cup? I, I, I can't really understand it. Um, and again, I thought that, you know, they, they they suckered Italy in and completely sort of outplayed them in terms of in a tactical sense on, on Thursday night and obviously came back against Korea yesterday after after conceding an early goal. Um, so it, what I'm saying is it, it, it shouldn't be an easy game. It probably won't be an easy game. Again, it might be like yesterday. We might, England might have to dig deep at times. Um, so, so yeah, I suppose that's the, that's the question for you both is how... What will what will Serena do in terms of balance between giving players further minutes, or will we just see England's strongest eleven? We've got a tournament to win here. Let's keep the winning mentality going. Let's let's add some more silverware to the cabinet. I think she'll start pretty strong. I think, like you said, she she wants to keep that that winning mentality going. Um, obviously, you know the vast majority of her sort of first choice eleven, you would say, probably had had a rest yesterday. Um. Or only you know came on as substitute. So I, I think she will start strong. I think we will probably see the likes of Lauren James, Leah Williamson, Millie Bright restored to the starting eleven. Um, and then you know if, if they get if England manage to get ahead, then maybe in the second half we'll see a raft of changes coming in. But I think you know even though Belgium are actually the lowest ranked opponent, I think at, at this this tournament they they've re- they have really impressed me. As you said, Jack, I was. You know, there's a couple of times watching them. I've been like, "How oh, have this side not qualified for for the World Cup?" And um, you know, Tessa Wallow up front has been has been exceptional for them. She got another goal for them yesterday, so they, there won't be any. There won't be a walkover at all for, for um, England on Wednesday. Um, but yeah, I do think um, one reason this England side have been so successful is because they've got so used to winning games, and and they know. And I think Serena was asked yesterday, you know, what what's the secret behind this team and, and, and you know how have they come on so much since since last year since you, since you first came in 18 months ago and she said when I came into this team they were already a fantastic team I already had brilliant players obviously a lot of these players have, have been in the you know squad pre-Serena's arrival but she said I think the difference is now they know that they can win and they know that they can win against so many different opponents and, she, and you know she'll want to keep that going she'll want to make it 29 games unbeaten and, and you know regardless of, of whether it's a major piece of silverware or not, she'll you know she'll want to win this tournament. Obviously, I think it it adds a little bit of extra sort of spice to it that that Belgium have obviously won both of their games. So this is really you know the, the decider of who's going to win and um, going to win the tournament. So yeah, I think she will go pretty strong, and then I'm, I'm expecting some changes probably in in the second half as well. Louise, do you concur with that? What did you make of Belgium yesterday? Yeah, I was really impressed with Belgium. I was really impressed with Korea as well. They went back to their attacking way and I thought that, right, this is going to be a real test. This is what we should have seen. So seeing how Belgium dealt with it, I thought was really brilliant and sort of an insight of what we're going to see. Um, they were 
so quick on the on the attack on the break with um, Tessa as well. So I don't know for England. They, I don't understand why Belgium are such a tough opponent for England as well. We've only narrowly really beat them. I think we've had a three nil, although it should have been like a ten nil, uh, and a two nil win over them. I think recently. Um, but Nicky Everard is just absolute classic goalkeeper. So we're going to have to be super, super clinical to get those to get in those chances because they they ain't going to go in easy and they haven't historically gone in easy. So I think she'll go full force. Right, what have we learned in this tournament? What can we do? Bang, bang, bang! Get some goals in. Right now, let's experiment. And and like Beth said, I think there'll be some changes in the second half. But first half, as strong as you can go, all force ahead. I think. Yeah, you're right. Everout, particularly on on Thursday, it was outstanding. So, so there's a yeah, there's a real a real pressure. I think on on England to score the first goal in this one, or it could it could get quite nervy. Um, but yeah, let's let's hope that uh, by the time we're we're next convening, England are Arnold Cl- Clark Cup champions for the second time. Um, with the final Lisa against Brazil to come in April, there's there's a, a real opportunity now to just keep this momentum up and 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 keep you know keep bringing trophies in and build that winning mentality which uh, which I'm so sure Serena wants um but yeah that that that'll that's it for today um thank you so much Beth and Louise for joining me uh, I'm at St George's Park tomorrow um so hopefully we'll have a bit more from Serena on that as she looks ahead to the Belgium game uh, on Wednesday night in Bristol and yeah from all of us here we'll we'll see you soon